and only The Rich Eisen Show. Now Stroud hanging in. Throws it to the near side. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. Uh, one mistake on, on, on national television just blows it all up. But, like, it's cool. I just keep growing and keep learning, man. The Rich Eisen Show. What can you tell in preseason? What you see in preseason is everything. Earlier on the show, senior writer for the MMQB, Albert Breer. Author and CNN host, Jake Tapper. Coming up, co-host of Good Morning Football, Jason McCourty. And now... It's Rich Eisen. Hour number three of the Rich Eisen Show is on the air. If you missed hour number one with Albert Breer, who was at the Patriots hosting the Texans last night and gave us his two cents on what we saw out of Stroud, what we're going to expect to see out of the 49ers when they take on the Raiders on NFL Network, by the way, on Sunday. That's 4 Eastern time. That's going to be a fascinating game to watch because, you know, sometimes, you know, when the starting quarterback doesn't start and you're like, okay, like last night, uh, Bailey Zappi, well, you know, I know that he was a, the, he's a favorite son of all the Patriot fans who thought the quick game, you know, stunk like, uh, like Mac Jones thought last year. But we all know it's, it's Mac Jones is going to be starting. And then, you know, Malik Cunningham comes in and we all know, all right, well, it'd be nice if he does something for the Patriots at some point in time, but that's not what's supposed to happen this year. 49ers. Uh, if Purdy doesn't go and he won't, Darnold, how many reps does he get? Lance, how many reps does he get? And, uh, you know, Brandon Allen may be in the Malik Cunningham spot, but that'll be a fascinating game to see. Albert talked about that, Joe Burrow's readiness, the running back market, Jonathan Taylor and all. An hour one, if you missed it, we re-air right away after this third hour is over. And there's our podcast as well, um, where all podcasts can be acquired um, Jake Tapper, a fun conversation with him, the author and CNN anchor, talking about Philadelphia sports. That's where he's from. He said the Eagles are going to go 16-1 this year. We went game by game with him. <laughs> and again, that was a fun conversation right there. Uh, later on in this hour, I will preview the rest of the preseason weekend. But right now we turn to one of my colleagues from the NFL media group from Good Morning Football. He and his brother, Devin, were part of the uh, something called a twin cast last night. Uh, for the Patriots and locally there in the uh, metropolitan area around Boston. He's here back on the Rich Eisen Show. How are you, Jason? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me, Rich. Excited to get a chance to talk to you. How was that twin cast last night with your bro? Last it night? was a lot of fun. I, I liked the way you talked about it. Something called a twin cast. That's exactly how I went into it. Didn't know what the hell me and Dev were doing. Yep. Uh, but it was cool sharing some stories of our days as Patriots and uh, just laughing and enjoying. We had James White, Rod Nankovich join in. The one and only Robert Kraft, RKK, even joined on to the cast. Oh, wow. Okay, fantastic. So how are you going to do that uh, more often, or that is just kind of a, a one-off for you guys? Uh, we're we're going to do it for the uh, the two remaining preseason games for New England. So Green Bay and Tennessee, uh, we'll be doing the same thing. It's coming live from my basement, uh, Devin and myself, and we'll get some more former Patriots and guests on there, maybe some fans of the Pats as well. Okay, that'll be a lot of fun. Okay, and so what did you take from last night's game? Anything that you can take out of that that, that can be germane for the regular season, Jason? Uh, a lot of it, uh, I think it was fun to get a chance to watch C.J. Stroud on the other side uh, from Houston, his first game action. I thought it was interesting hearing him talk after the game where he's like, hey, that's what the preseason is for. You make mistakes, you learn from them. And he talked about the offense having a really good night, everybody except him, I think. That kind of humility, that type of ability to be able to move on past it right away for a quarterback young in this league, I think is going to be a big part of it. Jalen Mills for the Patriots was fun to watch out there. A lot of energy made an interception, was really good against the run. Obviously, my brother retiring, who's been there. I think we did the math. The last game New England played where Devin McCourty wasn't on the roster was in January of 2010. Mm. So they're going to be looking for guys to step up, and Jalen Mills made some plays last night. A lot of starters weren't out there on the field, but still, you get a chance to go out there and make a play. So, what was it like for your brother to be sitting there watching? Was that weird I think for him? It was the, realiz- the realization that he can't do it anymore, so he was able to enjoy and have fun because he knew if he was out there on the field, it probably wouldn't be a good thing for New England at this point. But I think he's getting used to that that feeling as a, a former. Uh, it changes a lot. You're watching guys and the realization that hey, football moves on without you. So he's enjoying, I think, the second chapter 
I'll be on NBC this year as well. So he's having a lot of fun with it. Yeah, pretty cool, man. No doubt about that. So obviously you're well-versed in the Belichick world, Jason. Uh, what's your best guess what he's doing today and what he thought of last night and is thinking about the upcoming season right now? I think he's probably giving it to the guys as far as from a production standpoint, um, only scoring three points for the majority of the game. Then obviously Cunningham comes in and makes a few plays. Uh, the defense play well. But I think for offense, a matter of just getting things going. You don't expect to go out there and play a flawless game. There's not a lot of game planning going on. But you want to see guys just executing. I think for him it was probably exciting to see Tyquan Thornton make a catch down the field. Uh, he's had a slow start to training camp for what everybody's saying. So Bill is going to be stoic and he's going to be even killed no matter what. So if they would have put up 50 points, he would have been the same exact way. So I can imagine he came in and another day of work, guys. I just keep stacking them on top. What is your opinion of the notion, Jason, and it is a, it is a widespread one, that Bill Belichick is actually coaching for his job this year? Jason, what that is think? That is very hard to believe. I know, obviously, in this league, is what have you done for me lately? But I think when you're considered arguably one of the best coaches to ever have done it, and I know they haven't had a ton of success since Tom has left. Uh, they went to the playoffs since then one time, but obviously that game wasn't great against Buffalo. But I just can't imagine RKK saying, you know what, Bill, like we had a great run, won six Super Bowls, but it's time for you to get out the way and let's just – escort Gerard Mayo into the driver's seat. I think there's going to be a little bit more leniency with Bill to be able to get things right. Obviously, last year, the offensive side of the ball, now having Bill O'Brien. I think he's, I don't think he's coaching for his job this season. I think he'll have the, the longitude to be able to coach until he's done. Well, as you know, nothing really sets off, um, I guess, the Patriots um, quite like the Jets may be succeeding. You know, and 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 the Bills are are clearly now um, in the Patriot position, which is it's their division to to win or lose, and the Dolphins appear to be more um, improved. So, uh, wh- where do you see the Patriots landing this year in the AFC East in general? How do you see it playing out right now? Oh, right now, if I'm looking at this, the Patriots are fourth in that division, and just the improvements that everybody has made around them. New England last year, they finished third and behind Miami, and then obviously Buffalo was the kind of prize of the division. But just going out to get Aaron Rodgers is a huge deal. And you can say, all right, they haven't played in games together. Who knows what it's going to be. Aaron Rodgers has been pretty darn good in the NFL for me to assume that the Jets are going to be a pretty good football team. Uh, You talked about, obviously, Miami and Buffalo. So on paper, I'm looking at it right now, and New England has a lot of question marks. With Mac Jones, obviously his rookie year was really successful. Last year wasn't. You can come up with a million excuses why that wasn't the case. But if I'm looking at it, Tua looked really good last year when he was healthy. Josh Allen is Josh Allen, and Aaron Rodgers is a former league MVP. So New England, from a quarterback position and roster standpoint, they're the fourth best team. It's a matter of how much ground can they make up when it comes to coaching and scheme and game planning on any given Sunday to be able to compete with the other three. Jason McCourty here on the Rich Eisen Show from Good Morning Football and so much more. What's your take on the Eric Bieniemy coaching style conversation that's come to the fore all week long, Jason? Man, uh, it's, it's, it's been incredible the past two weeks. You think about it, some of our most experienced head coaches that we love and Sean Payton and Ron Rivera – whether it was Payne's article or Rivera's comments about the enemy, you don't expect that to come from the experienced guys. And it didn't seem as though any players were complaining publicly about Eric the enemy. So for Rivera to bring that issue to the forefront was very weird to me. And then he obviously read a statement retracting. But as I look at it, the Washington commanders haven't had any success. And I don't know how long, really, since I've been alive, I don't remember the Washington team being a good football team. And now you have a guy, Eric Bieniemy, and you can say, all right, Andy Reid's been the head coach there. It's not his success. He's been a part of teams that have won Super Bowls within the last five years. For Washington, he comes in. If I'm a player on that team, maybe I just shut up and listen for a little while, see where this guy can take my game personally and where he can take our team to see how much we can build on and try to replicate some of the success he's had. And obviously it's a new age and tough coaching and being upfront and honest may not always go over well, 
But let's see what Bianami can do if he can change this thing around because Washington hasn't had a ton of success lately. Yeah, I mean, um, Mahomes came out today and said, you know, uh, what Tyreek Hill said and Jamal Charles said, mm-hmm. which is just like, you know, hey, he's tough, but, you know, he, he's good. So it is weird. The whole thing is weird because when you hire Eric Bianami, you know you're hiring. You're not hiring yeah. a wallflower, you know? No doubt about it. So to say that, and I, I thought the – the statement Rivera read after that was more it was worse than the original statement because he's talking about one of his own. It's not like there was an incident where you have to get all the details right and watch what you say. He's just talking about one of his guys that he shares a staff room with, and he was still reading a statement. So I, it seems like Washington just can't get out of weird times. There's always something that's going on. Jason McCourty here on the Rich Eisen Show. So um, what are you – give me give me a team that's uh, – your sleeper for this year didn't make the playoffs last year and obviously the lions are not a sleeper they're starting the season uh on uh on a thursday night in kansas city so just as a for instance who are we not talking about who are maybe you're sitting around the breakfast table every day on good morning football saying you know we need to talk about this team a little bit more you got one for me Jason? Yeah, I've been talking. I've been talking about this team kind of throughout the off season. The Cleveland Browns—they're a team for uh, Deshaun Watson last year. We didn't talk about the Cleveland Browns because of him. And now there's a team where he's had a year where he was rusty last year, missed games because of his suspension, uh, because of what he did at his time between Houston and Cleveland. And now he'll be back playing football an entire off season. That one of the best running backs in the NFL, Miles Garrett, and then as a Darius Smith, I think this is a team in a really good division with Baltimore, with Cincinnati, that can surprise a few people. And it's just like, wow, I didn't really realize that Cleveland was going to be in the thick of everything, to be in the playoffs and make a run. Uh, they're a team that I'm like, all right, I have my finger on to watch how they come out, how they start the season, and see how far they can grow from last year. Because Stefanski, you talk about coaching and everything that's gone on since he's been there. You get to the playoffs and have a good year right away, and it hasn't really been the same since. So he added Jim Schwartz on the defensive side of the ball. I think they're going to need to make great strides for him and his job security there. But I just think they have a ton of talent and They can be a little scary this year in the league. So let's see how far you think they can go. Chris asked Jason McCourty our poll question that we threw up last hour based on uh, the fact that um, a handful of teams that have never made a Super Bowl are looking, you know, as good as they have in quite some time. What do you got over there, Chris? Yeah, Jason, which team that's never made the Super Bowl most likely to win it this season? Jaguars, Browns, Lions, Texans. I'm going to go. I think a lot of people are going to say the Lions. I'm going to go with the Jacksonville Jaguars. I think Trevor Lawrence, the way he ended last season, winning that playoff game against the Chargers, competing their butt off in Kansas City against the Chiefs, if he can make another leap and have maybe an MVP type of season, what everybody in Duval County is hoping for, I think Jacksonville can be the first one. Yeah, I mean, they they did finish strong. Uh, the, the bandwagon's full on both the Lions and the Jaguars right now, I mm-hmm. think. You know, I think they're both completely full. Okay, so who do you who do you like um, to go back to the Super Bowl then? Writ large, what do you got for me on that? Mm, uh, a team that I think would be fun to see if they can make it back to the Super Bowl from a few years ago would be the 49ers. Last year they just seemed like a team where they get Christian McCaffrey and they are just absolutely rolling. And as Trey Lance goes down, Jimmy G goes down, Brock Purdy comes in the sensation, then he gets hurt. It was cool to hear uh, that they might have actually went with Philip Rivers that had to yeah, advance right. to the Super Bowl. But I think they're a team that they have a chance if Brock Purdy can come out and be healthy if they say he's on track to do so. They would be a fun team to get back in the, in the Super Bowl. And obviously, they probably need Bolster to show up to help them uh, get back there as well. Well, it looks like you're having a blast on Good Morning Football, Jason. It's been great seeing you uh, take over the role there. Yeah, so. it's, been, it's been a lot of fun. Whenever you have Kyle, Peter, and Jamie, uh, we're just on there laughing, constantly talking football, and it's just hanging out with your friends every morning. What's the general sense of Jordan Love? Uh, I know you talked about him significantly today because that's the first game up on the net tonight, um, Packers versus Bengals. What's your sense on how he's going to look in his first opportunity he's been waiting three years for, Jason? I, 
for for Jordan Love, there's not going to be a like, hey, let's let him ease into it. He's been waiting here for three years, and it's his time. I'm excited for Jordan Love. I think he's a little bit of a mystery. We have no idea who he is, what he's going to bring to the table. I don't expect him to come out and look like the Aaron Rodgers that we've seen, that we remember where he was winning MVPs. you got to probably go all the way back to see what Aaron Rodgers looked like when he first got under center, taking over for Brett Favre. But I have high hopes for Jordan Love. I look at the Green Bay Packers as an organization a few years ago when you traded up in the first round to draft Jordan Love, you did it with the thought process of sooner or later Aaron Rodgers is not going to be the quarterback of our team and we need to be prepared. And they've had three years to get Jordan Love prepared. So, LaFleur, hey, this is your pick. This is your guy. He better go out there and play well. If I had told you uh, when you were patrolling the campus in Piscataway, New Jersey, that Rutgers <laughs> at Oregon would be a Big Ten game one day, what would you have said to me, Jason? Yeah, we must be playing NCAA, and you can change divisions and put them wherever the heck you want. <laughs> it's insane going on college, West Coast, East Coast. I would have never thought that that would be a conference game. Big Ten conference. How about that? Coast to coast, up and down the country. Unbelievable. It is that. Uh, take care of yourself, Jason. Let's do this more often. We'll chat again soon. Thank you. Love to. Good to talk to you, Rich. Right Thanks. back at you. That's Jason McCourty. Check him out on Good Morning Football every single day around the breakfast table on NFL Network. And then a couple more twin casts. I think he's doing some Westwood One games as well for us. So that's pretty cool. Nice. That's pretty cool. All right, Chris, you ready? Did you have something? You got something you want to chime in on? Yeah, I got something, Rich. What do you got from me? I got a top five. From I got what? a top five list. Observations from watching the Pats last night. Oh, top you... five Patriots preseason opener. Okay. Observations. You want to jump in that right now? Let's do it right now. Okay, ready? Let's just bang it out. Oh, thanks, Mike. Number five. Okay. Man, that new scoreboard is enormous. Okay. Okay. You see this thing? 22,000 square feet. It makes the one that Jerry Jones put up man, look like child's, but 13 incher. Look at the size of that wow. thing. That's awesome. Bailey Zappi's going to look great on that thing. I, I hate you guys. Live and in living color. Right? Don't you think? It's HD gigantic. Zappi vision. Z- oh, Zappi vision. Hashtag. Yes. You guys are the worst. Zappi plus. Number four, <laughs> speaking of Zappi vision, he was in a lot of trouble last night. The offensive line needs some work, all right? I know it's just Cole weak. Strange I know it's wasn't a, even in there, no man. No Strange, no Tramper. I get it, okay? I get yeah, it. Yeah, come on. Okay. Still. All right. Still, the reports from camp this year is that the line has been an issue. Okay? I know it was the just first like, game. Just and like the Jets. Going to need some work. Okay. The, the quick game needs some protection. Just... Okay? Yeah. Number three, Bill Belichick, elite NFL drafter, back. He's so back. Christian Gonzalez and Keon White, did you see those guys Dude. last night? Dude. Steals. Gonzalez should have been a top 10 pick, got him at 17. Yeah. White should have been a first rounder, got him at 46 overall. Yeah. Big things coming from both those guys. Yes, indeed. I smell a Pro Bowl. Again, that you got Gonzalez at 17 and were able to let the Steelers jump the Jets in line to solidify their offensive and line. And still got Gonzalez. Correct. They both look like players. White was all over yes. Stroud last night. Yes. Very excited. Defense. I said top five mm-hmm. last week. Top three. Top three defense. Okay, Chris. Get ready. Number two. We need someone at running back, okay? And we, number two running back. We've got Ramondre Stevenson. Mm-hmm. He's going to be a beast. He's going to score double digit touchdowns, probably 1,000 yards. But just anybody at number two. Do we have Lombardi Lenny or Zeke on speed dial yet? Like, I know these guys don't want to go to camp, but can we just, like, get them and then they can hang out for a little bit Man, and you're, then you're, play? Like, you're hitting on something like somebody. the rubber is soon going to have to hit the road. Kareem Hunt went to New Orleans and Indianapolis didn't sign. Dalvin Cook... Went to the Jets, didn't sign. Zeke went to New England, and then who knows who else he's zooming with, haven't signed. At some point between now, one month from today is the Monday nighter between the Bills and the Jets. The finale of week one's a month from today. This is going to have to pop soon. So, what else? What's your what's Just, your, just what's, somebody what, to play running back. What's your finale here? It's a big finish. With all due respect to the check down king, Bailey Zappi. Yes. Malik Cunningham should be the backup. Did you see this kid last night? Oh he God. was electrifying. He looked like a former Louisville quarterback who won the Heisman Trophy and the MVP in the National Football League. All right? Didn't he look like baby Lamar out there? He was running and dashing. He had a dime throw on the run in the back of the end zone. Wide receiver dropped it. Well, I think All right? he's definitely And then he earning... scores a rushing touchdown. This kid's dynamic. And guess what? 
not even playing quarterback full-time. He's spending a majority of the camp time playing wide receiver. Let's get this kid under center. Mac Jones insurance. He should be the number two. Let's go. I think he's definitely earning himself a spot on this 53. That's for sure. Because that's, you know, the way that Bill looks at it. He should be the number two quarterback. Mm. Ship Zappy out of town. Look at him. <laughs> Ship, Ship Zappy, Zappy out. out of town? The checkdown king. His air yards yesterday might have been 3.2. Dude, he's the one who threw one though, Thornton up in the air. One, one great throw. And it was a bad throw. <laughs> Thornton made a great catch. He overthrew him. All right. Overreaction Friday has come to, uh, but no, actually, you know what? Who knows? Who I knows? Know. I, doubt, I just doubt it because I think it would game. just be a different playbook. If Mac goes down, you want this, you want Zappy in there. But I think again, this kid's going to make the team. As Daniel Jeremiah told me, it was truck drivers and bartenders. Oh, is that who did it? Oh God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cause he was on the set with Colleen and I was just like, Willie Cunningham back up. He goes, calm down. <laughs> 844-204-RICH number to dial here on the Rich Eisen Show we'll take your calls and I will preview the rest of your preseason weekend baby that's next this is the Rich Eisen Show let's talk game time boy do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show and every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games and when you choose your tickets on game time you can see the view from your seat where the court is where you are in relation to it and then the all-in prices that's my favorite feature the all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs all in before you purchase so all the guests Work is removed when you buy playoff tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use my code RICH for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Visit GameTime.co for restrictions. Again, create an account, redeem my code RICH for $20 off your first purchase. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Hey, folks, it's time for the NFL draft, which means for me, I need a good night's sleep because if I don't have one, I'm just not myself. You know the deal. You know exactly how important it is to have quality sleep. It's a game changer for all of us. So sleep number helps me. My sleep number setting is 60. My wife's setting is 70. We both get a great night's sleep because we could adjust the firmness of our mattress on each side. Improve your quality sleep because Sleep Number learns how you sleep thanks to their smart beds and provide personalized insights to help you sleep better. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. What's your favorite Morgan Freeman movie? What's my... What's your choices. favorite Morgan Freeman movie? Shawshank Redemption, Seven, Unforgiven, Driving Miss Daisy, Million Dollar Baby. Yeah. What's your favorite? Those. All of them. <laughs> <laughs> gotta pick one. I gotta pick one. Gotta pick one. Life's about making decisions, Morgan. Driving <laughs> uh, Miss Daisy. Why do you choose that one? So far away from me. Is that right? Yeah, I, I, yeah. I, I don't. I, I, I see that character when I look at the movie. Mm-hmm. Everything else, I just see me. You know what I'm saying? Huh? You, yeah. So you became someone else? Yeah. For well, I, I, I. Wait a minute. Okay. A uh, l- l- bit of a caveat here. Okay. Because um, Clint Eastwood, being one of my favorite directors and acting partners, Million Dollar Baby was pretty good. Well, I mean, you won the Oscar for that one. Million Dollar Baby. Oh, that's right. (laughs) (laughs) That is true. Although Unforgiven to me, I've been talking about it the last two hours. It's a perfect movie. Perfect movie. I mean, mean, from beginning to end, um, what was it like working with Gene Hackman in that film? Gene's one of the masters. He's so believable. We had a scene in Unforgiven where he had me tied to the bars in jail, Mm -hmm. and he was beating me and questioning me 
And he came up in one scene and whispered in my ear, I'm going to ask you some questions. Same questions that I asked you, whoever that was. And if your answers don't match up, I'm going to hurt you. I believed him. <laughs> <laughs> YouTube.com slash Rich Eisen Show for our full archive. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show radio network. I'm at the Rich Eisen Show desk furnished by Granger with supplies and solutions for every industry. Granger has the right product for you. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Bryce in Michigan, you're on the Rich Eisen Show. What's up, Bryce? Hey there, Rich. Thanks for taking my call. Hey, I'm just calling to uh, respond to that uh, Twitter poll you guys put out there. I just want to let you know. That you know, I'm I'm a little young here in Michigan. I'm 27, but I've never seen this state so excited for a lion season. The hype is there. Man, Campbell is taking us to the Super Bowl. Man I mean, Campbell. It, it's real. It's real, Rich. Man, Campbell. Man, Campbell. I don't blame you. Finished so well last year, and they're clearly gobbling up what he's selling. And the team looks really good. And and, and I and I tell you what, Rich, Jared Goff. I mean, I, I'm I'm sold on this guy. He's our quarterback for the next three to four years. I, I, I swear to you. All right. Thank you for the call, Bryce. What's the poll question results as they currently stand right now, Chris? You threw the Texans in there anyway, huh? I did throw the Texans. I was wondering if they'd get any votes. And? We have almost 1,500. They have 0.7%. Okay. So, so not, not great. I'll hit uh, this Bra- with a retweet. I haven't hit. That's a pretty good number for. Well, uh, I think Jaguars fans are out because they're at 71%. So Lions fans, where are you? Twenty four percent. Failing you. Browns five. All right, I just did it with a retweet. Browns are what percent? Five. All right. Yeah, the Jags fans showed out for this poll. Yeah, Jags fans. Okay. Jags fans are out. Lions um, preseason game against the Giants in Ford Field. There are six, let me get this right. Oh, my goodness. Eight NFL Network games this weekend. Yeah, doubleheader tonight. Doubleheader uh, tonight. You've got Green Bay at Cincinnati tonight, Denver at Arizona Mm -hmm. tonight. And this is some fun action as I preview a little bit of uh, preseason action for you. And doing what I think we're going to do, Chris, when we bring Overreaction Monday to a weekly podcast every single week. Ba-boom. So everybody look for Overreaction Monday wherever you can get podcasts and hit a subscribe button. Just kind of previewing what the Overreaction's going to be this coming Monday. (laughs) And in terms of that, nothing will be able to beat the first game of the NFL Network doubleheader tonight and the back end of the NFL Network doubleheader on Sunday. Tonight, Green Bay at Cincinnati. Whatever Jordan Love does, (laughs) any direction in which he may twitch, pre-snap, with the ball in his hands, on the sideline, it is all eyes on him. And it's... Going to be on and cracking. And a great preview for the opener. Green Bay at Chicago. Oh, my gosh. Is that going to be lit? Because the Bears have got Justin Fields out there and Jordan Love versus Justin Fields may be just a whole new 21st century way of quarterbacking this great rivalry. But just starting tonight, any last thing that he does will be overexposed and overreacted to. And I'll tell you what, if Trevor, if Trevor Simeon, is he even going to play tonight for Cincinnati? I would bubble wrap his ass immediately. Who because, is third guy? you know, Joe Burrow, and I'm keen to see, is he going to be standing on the sideline? Will he be on the sideline at all? Because just the way he's moving around and looking – will be a great indication of how several is several. Well, according to the Bengals.com depth chart, uh, Joe Burrow is the third quarterback tonight with Reed Sinnott. Yeah. Trevor Simeon, Jake Browning, your backup. Yep. So. And if this offense doesn't look anything remote, like, it doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter. They just got to break a sweat and stay healthy. Mm Mm-hmm. 
Denver tonight, just seeing Sean Payton and Orange is going to be something else. Atlanta at Miami will be a fun one. That's not on NFL Network. But just seeing what both of these teams look like. And again, I'm just supposing you're going to see some quarterback play. Sean Payton did say Russell Wilson will be out there. I know. Pittsburgh at Tampa. Exactly what you're talking about. Baker's going to start. He throws an interception against Pittsburgh. Or doesn't perform well. Washington versus Cleveland. Let's just see a little bit of this offense and just how mean Eric Bieniemy is going to be calling plays. <laughs> but just seeing his demeanor on the sideline. Based on what has happened this week. And these are honestly, these are these these are the true assessments of what we're going to be looking for. Because again, last night just showed you. You can't say this team's great or terrible based on preseason action. This player is great or terrible. I mean, Tank Dell making some nice plays. It's one of those file that away for your fantasy draft type stuff. It was a good rookie receiver night. Then on Saturday, Indianapolis at Buffalo, Anthony Richardson will get some run, but that's not on NFL Network. Here's your NFL Network quadruple header on Saturday. Tennessee at Chicago. Will Levis is going to play in that game. Um, New York at Carolina, Jets at Panthers, Bryce Young, I'm imagining we're not going to see Aaron Rodgers at all. Can't run the risk, just simply can't. Get Zach Wilson more reps, maybe I'm wrong, I don't know. Jacksonville and Dallas, that's not on NFL Network. But obviously we'll see what sort of reps you heard Trent Baalke say yesterday the GM that it's still being discussed if Trevor Lawrence is going to get any action don't don't do it just don't do it not worth it especially not Micah Parsons is on the field don't do it (laughs) well I mean he ain't playing is he uh, I I don't know I mean you you look at him and yeah it's about you tell him and say you can (laughs) he's kidding Not very long, but you, you ain't keeping tell him. The, tell him the game's on Monday. The third game <laughs> right. of the NFL Network quadruple header, Philadelphia at Baltimore. Now, I have no idea how much Baltimore is going to show anybody in the preseason. But the one of the biggest mysteries, I've said it for weeks and months, what does this Ravens offense look like? Will we get any indication how different it is from the Greg Roman era? Did you see Marquise Brown in Arizona say when he was asked about the run-oriented offense that we assume Jonathan Gannon, a defensive-minded head coach coming from Philadelphia, you know they're going to run the ball. They're going to want to run the ball. They're going to commit to the run and then keep running. I imagine Gannon liked and defensive-minded head coaches love grounding it out. The grounded pound of Rex Ryan. Name any defensive mm-hmm. head coach that's in the NFL. With the exception, I guess, of Sean McDermott. You know, but when you got Josh Allen. But Marquise Brown was saying he, he, can, he can do well in this, and he's used to it. He's like, I'm from Baltimore. I played in Baltimore. <laughs> <laughs> and and again, this is what I think the Ravens are going to attempt this year to blow up. The sense that yeah, we don't we don't we don't throw it here. We're not a big play offense. And it's amazing. And Mark and Marquise Brown was the one who would take the top of the defense off in Lamar's MVP season, right? At any rate, he said that. So I'm I don't know how much we're going to see of that from the Ravens. Um, and I'm imagining we're not going to see Jalen Hurts in that one at all. And then the final game of the quadruple header Saturday night, Los Angeles at Los Angeles. You guys have sold your tickets for that one already, I imagine? Yeah? No no comment. Spencer Bennett, will we Mike's see him fan. out there back in SoFi Stadium for the first time since blowing the doors off of TCU? That would be great. Mike's a fan. He's not selling tickets That's anymore. right, Mike. Yeah. You're the, they're your favorite team. Yeah. By the way, it is, again, it is the Rams' home game, so this is the one you're selling. It's a Rams home game. Uh, yes. <laughs> then there's a doubleheader on Sunday on NFL Network, one Eastern and four Eastern, Kansas City at New Orleans. Ooh. I think Derek Carr's getting some run. Why not? Well, for the new team. He was asked, he said he didn't remember the last time he played in the preseason. <laughs> That's funny. That's what he said. Man, I saw a picture of him. He looks rocked up. That guy's got a chip on his shoulder. 
Should I do a top five list of the top five largest shoulder chips in the NFL? Absolutely. Rock that down. I'll do that next week. Absolutely. And then, of course, there's the last game of the weekend and the one that we will absolutely be talking about on Monday. When we come on the air on Monday, I guarantee you your overreactions will be like Jordan Love stinks or is great. Yep. The Bengals have no shot. Without without Joe Burrow. I think you could say that right now. I said that anyway. Right. Something about the Bucks, And then something Vegas-related. Okay. They signed Damian Williams yep. of Chiefs Super Bowl fame. Wrong running back. They need to be giving and then And it'll be like, you know, they need Josh Jacobs or not. Yep. And I can guarantee you, this Niners defense is just lights out. It's lights out. And is if, if, if there's any remotely close to the number of stuff, I bet you their second stringers would... would would Probably. give you a heck of a game. Well, might be something Bryce Young, Anthony Richardson related. But then, of course, it's just how does Shanahan chop up the snaps and playing time on Sunday amongst his oh, quarterbacks? What if, what if Sam Darnold's like 12 for 12, 168 Does it matter? Yards? What, if, what if Max Crosby's standing there in, in sweats? So what? So you go and throw against the Raiders defense without the condor coming down your throat? Come on. I mean, if Darnold's winging it, man, I mean, come on. He was MVP last year. And Trey year. Lance is going to get weeks. his time. He's going to break. Trey Lance is, well, here's the deal. Headline, Trey Lance breaks a sweat on an NFL field in a game. I mean, at least like, it's a sweat and not a bone. <laughs> What's a good one? Can I give you a wild thing that I came up with watching this game? TJ Jefferson? This Based just solely upon what I saw yesterday, this might sound weird, but I think Drew Locke's going to be a starting quarterback in the NFL next season somewhere. Is there expansion? Is there four Look more at teams? This guy over there. Just saying. He looked. I mean, obviously, you're, you're, you're judging this based upon what they're going on against. It's training camp hey, squad. Don't forget, he was he was fighting he was, to make the team, but I thought he made some really good throws. I thought he looked really good. Don't forget, if he didn't get COVID in the middle of last year's training camp, he might have actually gotten a week one start yeah. instead of Geno because Geno got the time in preseason that Locke couldn't take. Couldn't take and that yeah. was the end of that. Like, you're not going to have somebody who doesn't play in preseasons coming back from COVID, maybe with a weight loss or whatever, and throw him in a week one game not going to do that so then Gino took it all the way to the comeback player of the year podium that's something to keep in mind right there and again that's what preseason's about like what can you make of it and these coaches know what to make of it because they can tell what to do what what the film says and they can know what the study time says and the habits say you remember the last time I made such a declaration during a, a preseason game, Rich? It was Ramondre. So, ah, uh, there you go. Yeah, Drew Locke ain't Ramondre Stevenson. <laughs> 844-204-RICH, number to dial. Let's go back to the state of Mission. Ed in West Bloomfield, you're on the Rich Eisen Show. What's up, Ed? Hey, Rich. Uh, long-time listener and, you know, love love your work. And, Thank you. And the crew you've got assembled. Bing. But I just wanted to... Uh, talk about solid now you know i'm maybe call back to your youth but do you remember the show called mod squad okay yep sure it was in the late 60s mm-hmm. one of the characters was link hayes yep played by clarence williams the third may he rest in peace but very yep. often in the course of the show he would say solid and when he did he you know put a fist up and when he did that it was a sign of agreement approval and it was very positive well and i understand that and 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 i'm like you know first of all that could be maybe if you want to find like the birthplace of using the word solid as a (laughs) positive (laughs) phrase as opposed to the actual description of the sturdiness of something and an object that may be where it's from ed but again um you know hey if if I if if Chris said something to me or TJ said something to me or Del Tufa said something to me and I went solid, <laughs> like that's one thing. But just to basically say, you know, Ed, this is a solid phone call from you. What do you think about that? You know what I mean? Like that's a solid. Well, you're I a solid you know, fan of this program. You're solid. You know what I mean? I, I, I think 
I think your tone has a lot to do with it. Okay. Ah. Ah. Didn't like the tone. He didn't like my tone. I didn't like the tone. It's a less than solid tone. Okay. All right, Ed. I appreciate that. I mean, if, if, if you say it like you mean it, then, then I'd appreciate it. <laughs> like you're solid. Ed, Ed, this has been an excellent phone call. See what I mean? You see what I mean? Like there's better words. But you're emphasizing excellent. Yeah. Oh, Ed, this has been a solid phone call. See what I mean? <laughs> see, now I'm, I'm loving every minute of it. All right. Thanks, <laughs> thanks for the call, Ed. Call back. Long-time listener. You say solid enthusiastically. Yeah, you're solid. Yeah. It's a tone issue. It's a tone issue. Yeah. It's, a, it's, a, it's like he's solid. Yeah, it's yeah, like he's solid. That's I a guess. solid shirt you have on. Know what I mean? No, it means it's not it's not as good as you could say. Like I could have there are there are shirts that might be better than this one. There's a lot of buttons on that shirt. Yeah, you think? Yeah, you got all these. Yeah, I haven't thought about that. That's a that's a it's a it's a five button. I got hold on a minute. I got five buttons on this thing. Yeah, yeah. It's like Arthur Smith's mustache. It's a lifestyle choice. Man, people were mad. They thought we were were. We were dogging Arthur or the Falcons. Like, we, really, we really like him. He comes it's, on a lot. Right. But, you know, it's a choice. That mustache is soft. It's not for everybody. <laughs> I just want to see the body cam footage. <laughs> Atlanta 911. Right? Atlanta 911. Seriously. Like, just put shades on him. And he's in, he's in, he's in, put a, and he's. The aviators. Yeah. Atlanta he's hanging out with Thomas Lennon. That's right. <laughs> Little Reno nine one one Atlanta Vice. Look at that. By the way, oh, perfect. Is. is that a is that a perfect fit for a Miami? That is. You with the blue look. blockers? He's in Miami. Blue oh, by the way, the initials, how about the initials? The initials personalized. On the got the AS on his. You see, somebody walks up to him and says, "As what?" Yeah. <laughs> you gotta have no, it's Arthur Smith. Uh, Arthur Smith. That's a little strange. I mean, I've seen Belichick do that. What? BB? BB? BB on the sweatshirt. Yeah. Somebody's got to do B squared I mean, for him. What? Yeah. B squared? Yeah, B squared. <laughs> Why not? I mean, that's, a, that's a big monogram. Man. So. Mike, put the aviators back on. Put the aviators back on? All right. Oh, you got it? I wear these all the time. Look at this guy. What Convertible? Got? Let me see. <laughs> oh, of course. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's, that, that's your Instagram days. look. Well, this you got, my, you got the big open mouth smile. Yeah. Ah, ah, ah. Look at how much I paid for this. Somebody said, I don't care what the guys say. Keep posting those selfies. Good I for you. I paid for these teeth. I'm going to do it every day in the fall once the football do season Do it starts. every day in the fall. What do we care? You guys already had me blocked anyway. What do we care? No, we don't have you I'm blocked. I'm blocked. No, no, and by the way, you were the king. constantly see you. You know what he's the king of? You were the king of posting at your haters who hates you? I, a lot of people. Mike. I, a lot nobody of hates you. Nobody hates I don't you. know anybody. He's laughing because no, nobody hates you. Honestly. No, you're talking to, the, Chris, to, to no. nobody. I'm Mike, actually, we, Mike I speak knows, to a lot of people. Mike, I speak to a lot of people who talk about you behind your back. A lot of people. <laughs> okay, and I know that's a negative good? connotation. It it's all It's all like, you know, I mean. I opened up to TJ. But you know, like, like, about, it, like it, there, there are things TJ? about how, you know, you think, you, you talk I about yourself like in the third person. You talk about your abilities in a way that are, you know, a lot of people are like, yeah, I know a lot of people are good about it. And you you don't have to talk about it that way. Like, those are the, the very the sli- those are very slight, slight criticisms. I have never met anyone who hates you. Never. No one's or ever begrudges seen. your success. Thank Nobody. You, so who are you? Who are you? Who I are just, you talking I've, about? I've always felt like that. I told TJ I didn't need to leave rooms because I thought people were going to talk about talk about me behind my Mike's back. Like, Mike's like Jordan. He's got to make up the hate. Yeah. To fuel himself. There, there's That's a bunch it. of Lafonso Ellis's out right. there. That's right. <laughs> that Chris is, that who, is that who you? No, Le Bradford, Bradford Smith. Bradford Smith. Yeah. Okay. There's a lot of Le Bradford <laughs> Smiths out there. He's got to keep himself motivated. That's actually Hungry. that's actually true. That's what Mike yeah. does. That's true. All the haters out there. Hey, you can't buy you talking smack. You can't just buy boats without motivation. That's right. Oh, maybe you should grow a mustache. Multiple Mike. cars. Boats. I can't. My 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 facial hair. Have is you ever tried to grow a mustache? Yeah, I, when I was you a cop, I go teeth forever. Oh, I right. can't. Okay. I'm losing the facial hair. Okay. Come on, Mike. Bring back the mustache. Right. And then you got to dye it black. Arthur Smith's mustache makes him look like he owns a pair of chaps. That's <laughs> oh, very Burt Reynolds. Wow. Burt Reynolds. There it is. <laughs> Very good. 
Very strong. You guys. He's looking for the Duke. Son, do you know why I stopped you for? He's trying to. He's kind of. He's trying to bring the Duke to Los Angeles. Right. The Duke. It's a midnight run. It's a midnight run. All right, we got to get Arthur Smith on the show now. That's a look when someone tells you guac costs extra. To only talk To only talk about the mustache. No uh, questions no. about the no. team. Well, he's Red, a Redder, that's, that's a newsmaker in the National Football League. That's the Arthur. coach of the Atlanta Falcons, baby. Walk us through the process. Yeah, there. Right. A, yeah. Do your, do your, do your kids, do your kids like it? I know for a fact. I'm sure. I shouldn't say that. Taylor came back from camp. First thing she wants me to do is shave the beard. Whoa, yeah, she, whoa. Oh, she's always hated the beard. Though. Yeah, I like it. Nah, 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 nah. That's not like the beard, Rich. You've seen the old clips, baby face. Yeah. We like, oh my we like God. Let's okay. take a break. I mean, it's, it's not quite a beard, but... <laughs> Roll your break. <laughs> Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about... How to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford anything, wherever you listen. What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. So I'm wondering, why is Fernando Valenzuela trending? You know why? I don't. His number 34 is being retired by Ooh. the Dodgers tonight. Wouldn't you have assumed that uh, that, that was been already, done already yeah. retired? Yeah, right? yeah. yeah. Wow. I will never forget 1981. I was, let me do this math in my head, 12, 12 years old, yeah. And Fernando Mania, Yankees-Dodgers. I think it... Can you look this up? I think it was Fernando versus Dave Rigetti in a World Series game. Because before Rigetti was a closer, he was a Yankee starter. And it was Valenzuela versus Rigetti who were just two spectacular young players. I think they were rookies. Was that Valenzuela's rookie season? Was that 1981? 81 game three. 81 game three. They won that World Series. And then I remember crying myself to sleep because I knew Reggie Jackson was going to be done and gone. That was the end. After that, and that was when um, Winfield was called Mr. May by George M. Steinbrenner III because he did not perform well in October in that World Series. Rigetti got knocked around, only pitched two innings, yep. five hits, three runs. What did Fernando do that night? Complete game. Yeah, wow. Six Ks. Yep. That's and then crazy. I think Bob Welch struck out Reggie multiple times in that World Series. That was all she wrote. So uh, that's another reason why I won't be watching the Dodgers tonight. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Fernando's Yankee, numbers right. being retired is 34. Yankees are up 2-0 in that series. And then, the, and, then, and then the series shifted to Los Angeles, and that was See. that was it. Yep. Well, Fernando's the one, I mean, in game three, right? What a... Stopper. Yeah. Dodgers throw a, your sombreros the to the sky. I switched to the Mets for a little while. Yankees had a lead. They were up 4-3 <laughs> in the third. <laughs> I was like, Yankees. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show, 844-204-RICH is the number to dial on the program. So, fun show, man. Jake Tapper talking about Trey Turner. All you need is a hug. How about Philadelphia hugging it out right now? City of brotherly love for sure. They cheer him, and he turns it around. They're like sour patch. What's he done, Hold on, man? I have I like these numbers here since he was since he got the standing ovation. First they're sour, then they're sweet. Hold on a minute. These Philly fans going soft. What are we doing? Hold on a minute. There's supposed uh, to be this hard fan base. Since since getting an ovation, he's had an extra base hit in five of the five of six games. Two homers, four doubles, yeah, eight on, runs driven in. Yeah, he's on fire. Yeah. By the way, I love the old uniforms. The Larry Boa, Mike Schmidt uniforms. Yeah, the Wheeze Kids uniforms. Yeah, those were hey, um, hey. Hey. 
Maybe they should just hugged it, hugged, giving a hug to Ben Simmons. Uh, like Jake said, I don't think that was the uh, the thing that was going to make much of a difference. What do you think? Should you just hug it out with um with the beard? It's too late now. Why? He gone. He's in, he's in dirty jersey playing. We, we dirty washed jersey. our hands of the Ben Simmons. No, I'm talking about the beard. Oh, hug it out with him. Gotcha. Um, hug it out with the beard. I don't know what's going on there, man. Everything's quiet right now in the NBA right now. Except for Anthony Davis getting his last week. We didn't talk about that. That was the stupidest thing ever. Well, you got to sign him. You're not going to not sign him. Oh, I thought you were gonna... oh, Anthony Edwards. He got fined. Sorry. Oh, no, Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Still a lot of money for Anthony Davis. Game Six, time. Just chilling out wherever he is. That thing's going to come to a head soon, too. Yeah, like what is happening? Well, they don't have to do anything. It's exactly what <laughs> happened with the Packers yeah. and the Jets. They, could just they don't hold, have to do anything. Hold on, be strong. Except also, with the Packers and the Jets, you knew the Packers weren't going to go into the season with Aaron Rodgers. The Blazers can absolutely go into the season with Damian Lillard. Which Willard. I think is what's going to happen. And they issued the league issued that memo like, hey. Yeah, you got to knock that off. Stop doing all of this, even though you already said everything about only wanting to play for Miami. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so dumb. I dream of a world where Dame and Embiid are playing side-by-side. Inside source tells me uh, Giannis is walking around Santa Monica right now. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Inside source? Mike, you want to go pick him up and bring him in here? I don't live in Santa Monica. We Rondo. I don't does, know. Does your inside source have red hair by chance? I can tell you. I'll go, I'll go get him. So yeah. somebody's... Maybe Les, Leslie might have seen him floating around. And- somebody's... Giannis <laughs> is walking around? Apparently. It's tough for him to, you know... Blend in. Stay, blend yeah, blend in, in right? Yeah. They're walking around the beach. The beach. Although down at Venice Beach, you know, he's probably the most normal-looking thing walking around <laughs> I was Venice just going to say right so, now. What if Giannis just, like, plays in those pickup games on the Venice, on Venice Beach? Oh, could you imagine? Starts owning everybody. Well, That'd that's awesome. what would happen. <laughs> he's supposedly rehabbing. That's why he's not playing for Greece in the World Cup. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Okay. Fun show. I want to thank today's guests, Jake Tapper and, and uh, Albert Breer and then Jason McCourty. Preseason football, baby. It's going down. I can't wait for the week two. The week two is a real thing. And then week three is just like nobody get hurt. We'll figure out who gets cut. And then, and then we just take a Labor Day weekend off and off we go. So, very excited. I have no idea who's on Monday's show. All I know is it's going to be a great one. Check us out on, uh, on the Roku channel every single day, 12 to 3 Eastern. This Rich Eisen Show terrestrial radio affiliate series. XM Odyssey and more. Is it next week a five-day week for you, Mike? No. Okay, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) But check out his Instagram for him, (laughs) selfieing and driving.